the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. And welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. It is Monday. Oh, my. Yeah, starting a new week. And let me tell you, the gremlins were trying to keep me from going live here tonight. Tech issues. So we're not streaming on Facebook right now. The answer is San Diego. We'll try to get it up there. I am on my Facebook page, Andrea K. And you know, I had to start a new one a while back because Facebook took down my old one. I don't have my earbuds. You know, it's just, it's so, I, I'm sounding like I, I'm like all in my head right do now. Do you have your coffee? That's most important. <laughs> I do. I have my iced coffee. Priorities, Andrea. Yeah. I'm glad to be here with you guys. Great lineup uh, tonight to, to hit all the hot topics of the day. I posted it, speaking of Facebook this morning, I said, what like is the number one? one topic for you guys and as everybody started sharing all the news of the day people started saying like my buddy eric guys out of out of nevada was like i'm overwhelmed i think he posted that he had like four computers up trying to keep track of all the news it's just it's literally like shock and awe to the point to where i almost wonder if that's not intentional to make us just want to just go back in and resume the lockdowns and the shut-ins because it's so overwhelming and we're trying to going to try to get through it all tonight we've got congressman andy biggs is back with us tonight super excited to have him it's been a while since he's been on he is one of the true conservative voices out there pushing back against fraud fauci and burks and i'll get into that in a minute uh Fauci, who would not say, refused to declare that there was anything wrong with these Black Lives Matter protests and the violence that has continued with those, hasn't refused to call them out. He's come back now, today, and is talking about the need for the, the possible need for greater shutdowns going into the fall. This is, as some, some person said out there, they're calling it the uh, election infection, and that's exactly what this is. So we've got Congressman Andy Biggs is going to be here a little bit later on the show. First up after the first break, we've got my buddy Eagle Ed Martin, who's going to be here. You guys need to listen to him every night at 7 p.m. for his show, The Pro-America Report. He's going to be here. we got to talk about the Bibles burning uh, in Portland. Y'all see here, see that on the mainstream media? I doubt you did. we got to talk about that. we got to talk about the, the um, it, almost, how about shock and awe? The crime, the murders that are happening en masse. Didn't hear Fauci talk about that either. No recommendations there for how maybe, you know, the the continued shutdowns and all the nonsense that's gone on, how that's resulting in wholesale slaughter of people. Uh, we, we're going to talk about that as well as mail-in balloting, more issues going on with schools. We've just got so much to talk about tonight. 888-344-1170. If there's anything that you want to share, feel free to give me a call. In spite of the fact that we've got Congressman Biggs and my buddy Ed Martin on, we'll make time for your calls at 
if we can. And the man who's with me every night of the week, he's he try he does his best to keep track of everything. I think I'm all prepared for the show, and then I come in, and he's got in the studio like 900 articles <laughs> that he's found for me. Child, it's my man, DJ Potato Skins. Joe Biden and the radical Democrats are against DJ Potato Skins. Yeah, the greatest year you ever had. Yeah, because I'm uh, knee deep in work, Mr. President, for printing up every possible story <laughs> on uh, fraud man Fauci. It, it's got to stop. My eyes are about ready to fall out of my head, Andrea. Well, yeah, you know, it's it is truly the I wish I thought of it. The election infection. That's exactly That's perfect. Oh, it's exactly what it is. Every topic we got to talk about tonight, even including the burning of the Bibles. This is all about trying to stop President Trump from being elected. And 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 it does anybody actually believe out there that Fauci is not part of the deep state, just of the public health official kind? He's just another unelected bureaucrat trying to control this this country. And he's he's probably the leading unelected bureaucrat right now to actually we've talked about the cloward piven principle in action which is you destroy an economy at the same time you overwhelm it break the back of the economy at the same time you're breaking the backs of it you're just adding more and more and more to the dependency class and that's how you will usher in marxism I, you know it, it President Reagan said it back before he was president in 64. He said it will not be. It will be through the health care system in which the left will get socialism over on this country. He was thinking in terms of single payer health care. He wasn't really thinking in terms of a pandemic, but that's exactly where we're at. You know, uh, Trump t- touts the successes we're making. We got and, and, and he's not alone. He's got Burks with them. Scarf woman, you know, who I'm just going to say it. You know, I, I, it bothers me every time I see a public health official who looks like she hasn't been to a dentist. And I'm not saying that to be mean. I have to question somebody when your teeth, when you look like your teeth are rotting out of your head, I have to question your commitment to, to health, including your own health. She comes out this weekend and says, oh, we're at a new phase. We're at a new phase of the coronavirus. Fauci's coming out now saying, oh, it, it, you know, um, uh, there's a degree in which the coronavirus could be spreading through particles in the air. And now he's seeing all these surges in cases and we need to reconsider lockdown measures and um, and and. Another uh, article from uh, Potato Skins is no one can predict how bad the pandemic is going to get this fall. This is all just more uh, just a bla- They're not even hiding it. We don't have a second wave here. We don't. There's no second wave of a virus. This virus is doing what viruses all do and what this virus was was always going to do, regardless of the lockdowns. The lockdowns were sold to us to flatten the curve to stop to make to stop the spread. The idea was whether or not you think it worked, was to stop the spread and it, to give us enough time in which the, the hospitals w- would not be overwhelmed. It was never about stopping it from spreading because it didn't matter whether you had the same 330 million Americans all locked in their homes or out moving about. This virus was going to spread among 300 million Americans. It is now doing, it is now just spreading past the point in which it should have. It's, it's spreading late. And unfortunately, it's spreading now amongst a population whose immune systems have been compromised and damaged thanks to the shutdowns amongst the fact that we it's now moving its way among a, a huge portion of the population that that had cancer that was precancerous or or spreading that wasn't diagnosed it wasn't properly treated we've got people sitting at home indulging i think the quarantine 15 that everybody's talking about or how about the the uh the discussion about how much alcohol sales have gone up so yeah what a great plan 
Let's shut everybody in, knowing that it's still going to spread. Let's have everybody destroy their bodies and compromise their immune systems anymore. Then they're going to go about and it's going to spread. And here we are. And who would have thought Bill Maher would agree with us? Yes. And we got a clip we're going to play later on about that. So this is intentional. I'm supposed to believe that, that, that Fauci didn't know that the, it was going to spread at this point or Burks didn't know it was going to spread. Of course it was going to spread. It didn't need to spread at this point. It didn't. It, we could have been done with it by the fall. And then on top of it, we're hearing about some story about these campers in Georgia that all wore masks and were all six foot away from each other and still caught it. So what are we doing? Here's the good news, though. Yeah, it's spreading and spreading and spreading. You're right, Dr. Burks. It's spreading. It's widespread spread because that's what happens with viruses. It was always going to widespread spread. While the, while the mortality rate is dropping and dropping and dropping. In fact, Alex Berenson, I think his name is, he tweeted out yesterday that in spite of 300,000 additional cases in Florida, the use of hospital beds in Florida has dropped. It's less now than it was at the start of the 300,000 new cases in Florida. What does this tell you? Are we at the point of herd immunity? Or does this, this confirm what we, what we questioned all along, which was how contagious was it? And if it's, it, it cannot be, the numbers never bore out. And I said it from day one. This cannot be as contagious as people thought and as deadly as people thought because it, 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 it can't be both. Because the numbers don't bear out. And now we see, and I'm so sick and tired. I heard somebody say today, we got to stop this push for testing. Trump needs to stop tweeting out about testing, testing, testing. Because what are we finding out? What, what's the value of finding out that you've got it if you don't have any symptoms? We know that asymptomatics aren't spreading it. We know that because the World Health Organization said it. And the, the testing doesn't work. Well, the, well, we've got false positives everywhere. But let's say, let's assume for the sake of argument that testing works. So we find out, for example, like in Florida, we've got 300,000 people testing positive, but we've got fewer people in the hospital bed. So what, what was the value of finding that out? It's just the mainstream media pushing out a big number to scare people so that we've got frauds like Fauci coming out now and saying, uh, and Burks trying to push for greater shutdowns. We must, we must push back against that. This is an absolute blatant display of destroying the economy. And look at what they've managed to do. We're going to talk to Congressman Biggs about it a little bit later. But we now have the Republican Party debating and arguing with the left over universal income. They've seized our property and your business is your property. You invested most business owners, in addition to borrowing money, invested their own personal cash in their business. Many of them take out second mortgages on their home. Your business is your private property. It has been seized by the government. Your job was seized by the government. And you were put on the, uh, on the uh, unemployment rolls. Forcibly so. You've been forced to be dependent in one way or shape or another. Many, uh, 50-something million Americans have been forced to be dependent on the government. And how do we get it back? Because the masks and the six-foot distancing crap that was sold to us is crap. You know how you can know? Because Fauci admitted it. Nobody's talking about the fact that he was asked, well, how come, Fauci? How come in March you said we didn't need to wear a mask and now you're saying we do? You know what he said? He said he lied. He said he lied because, you know, the, the American people couldn't be out buying up the masks because we needed the masks for the healthcare workers. Well, but the healthcare workers wear N95 masks. Now you're coming out and telling everybody just to wear a bandana that a bandana's okay. You could Yeah, you could have told people just to wear a bandana. In March, because I don't see anybody out actually wearing a mask that a healthcare worker like a nurse wears. I'm not seeing that. 
So why didn't you tell people to wear bandanas? But let's say that that you were you believe in masks, so you were telling people not to buy masks. And if masks work, then why hasn't anybody asked him how many Americans died because of that lie? This man lied to the American people and admitted he lied to the American people. And he's either he's, he was either lying then, knowing that masks work, and he was telling people not to wear masks, which means he was he knew at that point in which he said it that he was killing Americans, or he's lying now to force masks on people because it's a way for government to keep control over our businesses and continue to force the Cloward Piven as well as mail-in balloting. We're going to take a break. I know I'm talking, you know, 90 miles an hour, but we got a lot we got to get into in the show. When we come back, we've got Eagle Ed Martin who's going to be here. We're going to talk about the mail-in balloting because the push is on for that from the left. We got to talk about the schools because that's a critical way in which they're going to implement their Cloward Piven destruction of our economy plan we got to talk about the Bibles being burned in Portland and the Minneapolis police telling citizens you better be prepared to give up your property. That and more. Stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. By the way, this is your daily reminder that Bill Clinton was named by a victim of child uh, sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein as having been a visitor to Epstein Island, where he was around some 15 years ago, 15 year olds. Um, but shifting gears uh, to continue our discussion uh, with the election infection, as well as well as more, is my buddy Ed Martin, who is on right after me at 7 p.m. on the Pro America Report. Follow him on Twitter at Eagle Ed Martin. I think he's also also on parlor at just ed martin and uh, that's right. is that you're you're kind of you're almost everywhere i don't know if i'm, you, I'm, every, I'm everywhere i'm everywhere wherever i am you turn around i'm right there with a, do, with a, with a donut with a donut okay well now now see that's how we're buddies because you're all about your donuts too all right so um gosh so much to talk about um mm-hmm. the burning bible's important in Portland yeah. is not getting enough play. In fact, I don't think he's gotten any play from the mainstream media. Um, but <coughs> no, I don't have the coronavirus. I sucked down my iced uh, coffee sure the right way. I'm, I'm wearing a mask. I yeah. put a mask on. I'm wearing a hood. I'm, oh, yeah, I can't, I'm not wearing a hood. Sorry, yeah. I'm not allowed to wear hoods anymore. I'm wearing a face visor. <laughs> face visor. No hood. No these, hood. Are, no yeah. no hood. these these are nice, uh, you know, Walla moms. You know, these peaceful protesters, these just good all American people uh, wandering around at these Black Lives Matter protests. Uh, they're, they're just out there caring about, about black lives. Right. And that's why I thought yeah. you couldn't call them out on anything. Um, they just happened to, you know, throw, uh, you know, uh, start light a fire in front of a courthouse and actually toss uh, some Bibles onto. I'm sure they were just cold and there was nothing else around. Right. Ed Martin, yeah. they didn't you know, they didn't have any graham crackers and chocolate and marshmallows to do some s'mores. So they just happened right. to have some Bibles handy and toss them into the fire. Of course, Donald Trump Jr. posted, uh, tweeted out uh, with the video and said, now we move to the book burning phase. I'm pretty sure Antifa uh, doesn't actually stand for what they say it stands for. Maybe just remove the anti part of their name and it's perfect. Um, This movement going on 
is mm-hmm. uh, it, 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 I don't, it, it stopped being about George Floyd about five minutes after George, George Floyd died and became about what it's always been about Black Lives Matter. This is about destroying Western civilization and America as we know it. And um, it, it, my first thought was, why do, how convenient that it's the Bible and um, not the Quran. They didn't include the Quran in that. Right, right. No, look, I mean, and you point out, you know, putting aside and not, not, not being serious here, the Bible burning, your point is the right one. Why isn't it covered? I mean, if it was a Quran, you would have covered, there would have been, you know, wall to wall coverage. If it had been somebody grabbed a Wiccans a handbook and burned it, they would have gone after it. So it's actually the sort of dog that didn't bite. I mean, you know, at a certain point, the media has gone so far gone, you know, has gone so far off the rails that we shouldn't be surprised, but we have to spend our time pointing it out. As you point out, they're burning Bibles, and, and it wasn't a Bible. It was like a half a dozen. It was a, it was a purposeful. Now, it probably was nitwits being provocative, but the fact that there wasn't a quick denunciation tells you all you need to know. And, you know, just, just ask the little sisters of the poor, who the little sisters of the poor, who all they said was, we're a convent full of nuns. We don't want to be bound by Obamacare's rules that make us buy a certain health plan that covers contraception, abortion, all that. And no kidding, Joe Biden recently said, when I'm president, I'll make sure the little sisters of the poor don't get the exception. Now, you, you've come, we've come a far, far from pretending that, that we're liberals. And as you point out, being fascists, ideological fascists who will stomp out your opponents and their positions. It's extraordinary how fast it's happened. And the only problem is. Joe Biden is in the basement, doesn't even know what's going on. Well, yeah, and as well as the fact that Congressman Biggs is going to be on it a little bit. I'm not hearing any Republicans speaking up about this either. President Trump is the only Republican that I can recall in years who's actually campaigned on behalf of religious liberty and our First Amendment rights, as well as uh, specifically Christians and our Judeo-Christian principles and values, our traditions and our beliefs, and sought to protect it. Where are the Republicans today? Where are these so-called conservatives, these never-Trumpers that say Trump isn't conservative enough. Why are they not horrified at what this is about? This was not just symbolic. Uh, Let me throw some Bibles on. They are telling us very clearly what their plan is for this country. You take this Marxist Black Lives Matter movement and you combine it with the election infection movement. It's all meant to destroy every fabric of this country, everything that has to do with our liberties and our freedoms. It is not a coincidence that you can you can fly on an airplane five inches away from somebody, but you still can't go to church. At the same time, Bibles are being burned. This is a, a cohesive, cloward piven, destroy the economy at the same time as destroying the fabric of a nation so that they can turn us into Venezuela. Well, and, and I agree. And the only thing I think I think, I think that was more important for them than acknowledging that is to talk about what their strategies are when we see them. And one of them right now is to target our schools. You know, where I live in Northern Virginia, uh, our, a lot of our kids and, and where I'm from, my two of my sons go to Maryland to a private school. And on Friday night at six o'clock, the health director of Montgomery County, Maryland, put out a statement and said, we know the Montgomery County schools aren't going back in person because they're scared. But now we think the problem is so big, we're going to now tell you private schools can't open. And, and here my point is this, is that their goal is to cause not just chaos, but pain. Yes. The pain that will happen when we don't go back to school. And let me be clear. When we don't go back to school, we'll have children left at home because their parents have to work. And you'll have rapes. 
You'll have kids burned to death that are playing video games in the basement of a house. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not rooting for it. I'm saying understand what they're doing when they're doing it. And, and I, one thing I would say is unite as a people, private school, public school, whatever. We, we want to protect our kids and our teachers. And, the, and the, if they're vectors, they're not really. The kids aren't vectors. But if they are, protect our seniors. But get back to school. And otherwise, we're setting – and that's a tactic. As you point out, it's a, it's a classic Alinsky tactic. They're pitting us against each other. And we have three weeks, five weeks, ten weeks in some places to get our act together and demand that our kids go back to school. And we fight through it. We know we're in a problem. There's a disease. But now we just have to get over, get over that realization and fight our way through it. Well, here's the reality, though. Kids don't get it, and kids don't give it. Right. And there's no excuse for kid, for any of this crap about keeping kids out of school. What that is meant to do is there's not, I, I would, I would push back and say their, their idea, the thing, the thing to point out is, is not so much about kids being home alone. What the play is, the play is kids have to be home, which means mommy and daddy can't go to work, which means right. we don't want right. them to go to work, which means we need to continue to keep everybody home and dependent on us. It's a way to keep people dependent on the government. It's a way to keep the businesses shut down. It's keep the families home. And then also at the same time with the with the uh, no basis in science masks and six foot distancing, that's how they cripple us. That's how they continue to cripple us. You add the six foot distancing, the masks and kids home from school, and they've got complete continued economic control and destruction of our uh, of our government, complete destruction of our economy going. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's my point. My point is understand as we say it, what the next play is. The next play is to just what you said, to set it up so that they're saying, oh, yeah, you're right. It's so bad. We have to stay home. And again, you and I differ a little bit on this. I agree that the kids aren't vectors. I just also I'm married to a doctor. There there are people that get sick, especially seniors. And and that's the one, you know, President Trump said today, average age, average age is 78 who gets this. Right. So. But the point here, the point here is. You know, we can acknowledge that. And but then we have to say we cannot shut our economy down because we're afraid of a bug. It, you just, it doesn't mean this is not normal, rational behavior. It's not functional behavior. It's not leadership. And the president knows that and he's seeing it. And we have to fight through it, too. And, but I'll tell you that places like Pasadena, if you see you've seen this, I'm sure Pasadena says kids can't come to school. Distance learning only. You're stuck. parents. Oh, but K through eight. If you want to drop your kids off, we'll run a daycare. What? Yeah. You're going to run a daycare? You can't teach a school? I mean, come on. Or today was a day of action for the teachers unions across the country in about 20 cities. Day of action, threatening strikes. You know what they want? Defund the police, Medicare for all, all sorts of other political stuff. The teachers unions are the opponent. They're like the fake news. They're the opponents of we the people. And they must be, I'm saying it here, they must be not just disagreed with, stomped out. Oh, absolutely. Teachers unions are destroying America, period. Oh, absolutely. And one of the things that we need to do, I would expand upon your idea of parents need to be demanding a refund of their taxes and where they can use that money for whatever they want. Every American should. I don't have any kids in school. Why am I paying taxes for schools? I don't know why I pay. I don't. I, I personally don't think that I should have to pay taxes anyway. I don't think any American should. If you if you don't have a kid in school, you're not getting the service. If I don't go to Nordstrom, you know, and, and buy a suit, why why would I give them any money? I so. However, that is the way it works right now. But I think that if you if you don't have a school open, you have to refund the money to everybody. 
not just right. not just the parents, because everybody who pays who pays property taxes and state and local taxes has some skin in the game. And we're not getting the service we're being paid for. And you can know that it's not about health when not just because of their demands, but when there is there any teacher that's not getting a paycheck? Is there any government employee not getting a paycheck? Why are we funding the Department of Education? Why is Fauci getting a paycheck? But some but a bar owner is not or a, a waiter is not or churches are shut down. But you can fly on an airplane. The hypocrisy is absolutely astounding. And it just proves all day every day that this is the election infection and we don't have enough republicans pushing back and being honest about it and i think i actually have one holding on the line um uh, for go. His, so go. i gotta go i gotta I'll get the congressman I'll, I'll be on in 29 minutes tell your tell your people go potty get a drink and come back starts in 29 and a half that's right and you guys need to follow ed at eagle ed martin and uh, go to proamericareport.com and sign up for his wink what you need to know stay tuned congressman biggs is coming right up Andrea K. Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K A Y E. Andrea K., the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. 888 344 1170. In the last segment of the show, I will be open to taking your calls. But now it's all about Congressman Andy Biggs. He's my favorite congressman because he's the only one I can see out there busting some Burks and Fauci chops out there like he did earlier today. Because Fauci, as we said at the open of the show, has been, oh, we may have to have more lockdowns. It may, may now be spread through the air. Uh, we, you know, we, he's urging the shutdown of the schools. As somebody said today, this is about the election infection and we must stop it. It's all about Cloward Piven destroying our economy, increasing the dependency class. And Congressman Andy Biggs has been a really important voice to push back. And he joins me now. Hi, Congressman. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Hi, Andrea. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Okay, so um, as they continue uh, to push for more shutdowns to keep us all locked down uh, in order to continue to not spread, not not out of concern for spreading a a virus being spread, but as an attempt to uh, spread economic woes in order to stop Trump from being elected, um, there is a debate going on where we, you know, we got to get an economic relief package out to the people when really, in my opinion, the relief will come when we pull back from the ridiculous unscientific based mask and six foot distancing requirements and allow people to have their businesses back and their jobs back. And that's really how, you know, that that's really where the economic relief will come. But that's not where we're at. So update us on where Congress is at with debating the next economic relief package. Well, um, my view that uh, this is being negotiated between um, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and and the White House, and the White House is basically trying to draw some lines here. But Pelosi wants a trillion dollars to go to state and local government, a trillion with a capital T. And so they are a long, long way apart. But I'm with you. I mean, you know what people who are unemployed really need? They need a job. And you know how they get a job? You let the economy and the businesses open up. And, and you, you let people determine the risk that they want to uh, encounter by being free. Um, the, uh, you're talking about Dr. Fauci and, and Burks. I mean, the, uh, Dr. Goggles, that's where he is now. He's, he's, we're going to have goggles uh, on, and who knows what kind of hazmat suit you're going to have to wear next. 
But that is really how you solve this problem. Because if you don't solve it the way I'm talking about, if, you, if you're throwing another trillion or two trillion on there, guess what? You have about a 130% ratio of a total national debt, gross national debt to gross na- national product. And when you hit about 115, you are in real danger. And we're in real danger right now. We're, we're in very real danger. And, and that's just from the, the, you know, the economic fallout. For these uh, supposed public health officials, you would think that they would show more concern for the people that haven't gotten. We had like 1.4 million healthcare workers uh, that lost their jobs because hospitals sat empty. So we had uh, people that weren't getting cancer screenings. We were people that not getting cancer treatments. Uh, we've got people sitting inside of their homes blowing up their bodies, eating too much, the quarantine 15 and drinking too much and drug abuse. And there more, far more people will die just from the medical issues as related to these shutdowns and the crap that's going on with these unelected bureaucrats masquerading as doctors. Then you add in the destruction to this country from the economic fallout. And <clears throat> there is no greater cause of health issues than uh, economic I- issues. And if this country continues on the course that it's gone on, it is not hyperbolic to say that they will get their wish we will become the marxist country that they want and then it only took 10 years for venezuela to go from the one one of the most prosperous countries in the world to being a a country where people are chasing dogs down for food It, it, it how do we get the american people to 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 wake up to this well, uh, we, you know, President Trump's been trying real hard because he keeps talking about these, these types of things. But, but you're right. We have got to keep advocating because there's a secondary public health crisis, and you've mentioned it. I mean, that's going on right now. Then you have the economic crisis that's going on, and that adds to your public health crisis because it adds a, a mental health component to it that's a problem. And then the thing that you're talking about ultimately is the constitutional crisis where we move away from – uh, freedoms or legislative bodies making these policies, and you have um, not judges but executive branch making these fiats. They're making they're, they're making policy just on that. We have got to stand up as an American people and, and say, look, enough is enough. And um, look, you got the LA uh, Unified um, um, Union up there that they want things. This is how you know this has nothing to do with educating kids or COVID or safety or anything like that. They don't want to go back to teaching until um, you've defunded police. Mm-hmm. So uh, this, all of this is, is masquerading as a crisis, and, and nobody's giving you the real straight scoop out there. Uh, Fauci and Burks need to go, in my opinion. I, I've advocated that for a couple months because I think they're, they're, they don't care about any other crisis other than ostensibly limiting the spread. But um, if you look at Sweden and other places that have worked that have handled this differently, Sweden is not seeing a second phase. They're not seeing anything uh, increasing here. What they're seeing is their economy uh, foundation is strong. They're, they're, the way they do their government, they're not, they're not as free as I think they should be, but they, they're content with that. They're, they're kind of quasi-socialist government, but that is moving the way they want. They've got the kids back in school, and they're doing that. We are not doing any of that because um, you've got people like Fauci and Burks who undermine. See, the president, every time he gets out, people like me, people like you are talking about optimism and how we can get things going again. It's always undermined daily by Fauci and Burks. And who don't, by the way, they, there's nothing scientific or data driven about anything they say. I mean, wear goggles. That's not 
that's not proven. Five uh, percent. So CDC says, well, when, when we get the uh, new case ratio down to five percent growth uh, on an, on a daily basis, then you should open up schools. There is nothing other than pulling that number out of your ear. Um, there's no data science about that at all. No, the, no. Uh, it, it, this it's all shifted. By the way, um, from it was supposed yes. to be about flattening the curve and just making sure our hospitals weren't overwhelmed and getting the PPEs and this and that, and then it became about stopping the spread. And then Gavin Newsom let the cat out of the bag when he said, "Now it's about managing behavior," and that's ultimately right. what it's about. They must keep us scared. There's a reason why as the mortality rate dropped, they had to change it to case numbers, which don't matter at all. It doesn't matter. Does it matter to you if you catch a cold and you don't know that you've caught a cold because you're not giving it to anybody else? It's nonsense. It's crap. Right. So then as the mortality rate went down, I mean, we're talking about a virus that has a 99.99% recovery rate and we're and we're we're having conversations about ke- keeping our economy shut down. That's absurd. It's insane actually. And so then and then um that's why Fauci had to come out and say, "Well, now we got to go to the goggles." And you got Burke saying, "We're we're entering this whole new phase. It's all about stoking fear because it, they've got to yeah. keep us fearful so that they can keep us in our homes so that then they can justify the mail-in balloting congressman biggs talk to us about that well so so mail-in balloting um so a lot of states have early balloting including arizona and and uh, there's there's probably more fraud there than we realize but when you do universal mail-in balloting and you say we will not allow you to purge your voter rolls which is what they're saying okay by the way what you will have are are people you're going to have fraud rampant fraud so, for instance, I've got a daughter doesn't live with us anymore. She's for five years. She's lived uh, uh, out of the state. She informed them. She gets a ballot. We get her ballot at my house every time there's an election. That's because they won't let us purge the rolls. You have got to be able to purge the rolls. And 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 uh, that's the only way you can have a mail-in ballot that's even close. And I mean, it's barely close. It's you, you can see you can see equity and fairness at least from the back of the line if you're purging the rolls. But they don't want to purge the voter rolls. They want mail-in because there's very little um, you can do to make sure those are valid and good and uh, and fair ballots. Yeah, a friend of mine on Twitter, excuse me for interrupting, a friend of mine on Twitter, she posted a picture today of a ballot that came in for her deceased father. This was for uh, some special election for the school board recently, uh, and it was uh, uh, for her daughter who had moved away years ago and her deceased dad. And so this is, you know, we had had an election in San Diego where one district was won by a Republican. It was by 62 votes or something. So this is the way for them to steal this election. And, and, you know, we, we, I think there was even a primary election in New York City where they still don't have the results. It's been months. What a perfect what a perfect situation for them. And then this could drag out for months and months and months, right? And then it's and then if Trump tries to do anything to stop it, somebody pointed this out earlier, then oh well what's Trump why is Trump trying to jump in and, and stop this? We need to let this it's the Florida recount all over again times times a million. No, that's exactly right. This is the this is going to be the Bush v. Gore on steroids. It's that's because there's going to be contests everywhere. That That's what's going to happen. I mean, look, my first primary, when I ran for Congress, I won by nine votes, and, and one, after the recount, I won by 27 votes. So so you can see how close this can be, and and you don't have to steal that many votes, these people, and they're going to redirect those votes. Um, uh, by the way, 
the last CARES package had something in it. The Democrats have, I want to say, $400 million that, uh, or excuse me, the, 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 there's a proposal out of the House, $400 million um, that doesn't stop ballot harvesting. So, so wherever you have ballot harvesting, unless your attorneys general are going to prosecute that, if it's illegal, as it is in many states, I don't know whether it is in California yet. No, but, they, it's legal but, here now. Yeah, yeah. See, that's crazy. Um, but we used to have people that would dress up with with a polo shirt that said in, uh, "Election Worker" on it. So you go to somebody's house that you know has four ballots, and you say, "Look, I'm an election worker. I'm here to help you." And and that was the other side. That was the Democrats, and they were going through, and they were they were doing this, and they were harvesting ballots. We put a, tried to put a stop to it, but you have to have prosecutions of that to, to stop that behavior too. So I mean, you don't for, purge your voter rolls. You allow ballot harvesting. You allow mail-in ballot that's that are unverified. Um, and when people say, "Well, they have ways to verify it," they're going to have trained signature experts, right? Well, how do you, do you in a state, even in the state of Arizona size? where we have well over a million voters that are going to vote by mail. Guess what? They're just going to take a small sample, and that's what they're going to look at. And that will not make sure you have a fair and open election. What concerns me is when I hear people like Karl Rove and other like conservative analysts, their argument is, well, we just need more time to get the mail-in balloting process effective and purge the rolls. It's like, no, why are we even why are we even allowing why are we even validating the very notion of mail-in balloting in the first place? If you can go and congregate in a Walmart, if you can go and wait in line outside of a Trader Joe's, if you can go uh, sit on an airplane and do all that and, and go out and protest Black Lives Matter and burn Bibles. There's absolutely no excuse for anybody to make the argument right now that we should have any any lacks at all, any any decreased uh, security in in our in our voting whatsoever. No, hundred hundred percent right. I mean, uh, people can go to the to the polls. We should. That's where they should be going. You know what? When people go to the polls, you have far less fraud because you should be getting ID. That's what should happen. You should be getting ID. Yeah. And you should be you should be getting there. And, and you know that that I'm Andy Biggs. I've presented an ID. You give me the ballot. I go vote. It's in there. Well, um, that that's the safest way to have an accurate election. And that's why the left doesn't want it, because they don't want safe. They don't want accurate. They want opportunities to steal the election. And this is provided the perfect opportunity for them. And my hope is, is that if we win back control of the House with the Senate, and we keep Trump, that we'll get voter ID laws passed. You know, somehow uh, fresh off the wire, I guess the Nevada governor signed a bill to allow mail in voting after uh, Trump's legal um, ch- action. So, um, yeah. All right. Congressman Andy Biggs, final wrap us up. Final thoughts. 30 seconds. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, um, we need everyone who cares about this country and the freedom of the, fu- of the future and the future of the freedom of this country needs to get involved, needs to get out and work. And we need to elect people who believe in this nation as a great nation. Uh, we are a great nation, best in the history of this world. It's time to stand up for it. Well, I thank you for what you're doing to stand up for it, because, uh, you, you know, you're being you're being straight up honest and speaking the truth and calling out Fauci and Burks. And a lot of others don't have the guts to do it. And so we appreciate you. And uh, thank you for being here tonight. Thank you. Thank All you right. Very much. We're going to take a skinny, tiny little break and we got more of the Andrea K show coming up. Don't go away. 
Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Guess what? You think that the left has found every possible where place where they can go to try to push their cultural revolution, their cultural Marxist movement to destroy they found the somewhere fabric. else? Yes, and it's right here in San Diego. It is a museum. Can you guess which museum has decided to join the cultural revolution, DJ Taterskins? Wow, I'm trying to think, and uh, it's, it's escaping me. The Museum of Man. They've decided to call themselves the Museum of Us. <laughs> what does that even mean? What do you, how do you go from being the Museum of Man to the Museum of Us? Like, who's supposed to be included in that? Like, aliens from outer space? Is that, is that who's supposed to be the us? Now, there's woman, there's man, and then there's one man. Right? Because woman came from man. We came from Adam's rib. Correct. Right? Yes. Right. So now, so here's what they said was, they said that um, uh, the move was meant to ha- help the museum become more inclusive. We kept looking how we could. Uh, they said the process began several years ago, but it came to a head after the pandemic forced the museum to close. Ha! Ah, how can we use the pandemic? Nobody can come in anyway. Maybe we'll just change everything up here and change our signage and turn us into the into the HuffPo LBGTQ whatever museum. And um, maybe the folks won't recognize the different. No, they said we kept looking at how we can emerge out of all this a better version of ourselves. It's really important to us that our name is a reflection of our values as an institution and it reflects who we are and what we stand for. And that is a place being welcoming to everybody that sends an invitation to everybody that you belong here. But who's the us? What does this even mean? See, this is this is the way you got to hand it to the left because there's no way, area they won't go to. They're masters at wordsmithing. And even that, there, I would say there's no possible other place they could intrude on. They'll find another way. Yeah. The Museum of Us. Still don't have an answer as, as to who the us is. Um, uh, going to the phones. We got a caller. I wonder if this is our same our friend. Frank. It's Frank from San Diego. I wonder if this is our same friend, Frank. Hi, Frank. Welcome to the show. Hey there, Andrea. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. What's on your mind, my friend? Yeah, so you were talking about the Bible burning. Yeah. How they you know, digressed. Well, Ocasio-Cortez, about two days ago, kicked a statue in the Capitol building, and it happened to be uh, Father Damien, who's the patron saint of Molokai, who is the you know patron saint of lepers. And she called him a racist and a bigot, not knowing who he was. So she was trying to go along with, you know, the crowd saying statues have to come down, not knowing in her measly little way who she was actually talking about. Well, she's probably considering it a, a, just an added benefit, a, you know, land yap, as we call it in the South, that she just happened to kick one that's that's a religious uh, symbol, because, I mean, clearly she doesn't know whether to scratch a watch or, or wind her hiney. Um, so but, yeah, this this movement is is it's not just a fringe element. <clears throat> this is a very serious movement to destroy 
everything about our country and they've got to replace God with state. They've got to remove our Judeo-Christian principles and values. It's why they want us to stay fearful because it's hard to stay as a Christian or whatever Protestant version, Catholic, you know, it's hard to stay faithful and be a person of faith and, and caught up in fear. And so they're doing everything that they can to get get between us and God and remove God from our society. And not enough people are paying attention to this and really see or if they see it, they don't really understand the long term you know, implications from that. Frank, thank you for calling. I appreciate it. Have a great day, Andrew. You, too. Um, so you had a follow-up story for us. Yeah, you? follow-up story. You and I were, you know, uh, kind of enraged, I, I guess, a little bit because, you know, last week uh, we were talking about Trader Joe's possibly changing some of their very creative ethnic names for some of their packaging. Uh-huh. Well, uh, late last week, you know, we were finishing the show and we must have missed it, but Trader Joe's is now keeping at least some of their popular international food labels denying that the packaging is racist. I uh, already, that's a run, that's right up there yeah. for Hero of the Week. I don't shop at Trader Joe's, but you know what? I'm gonna go if buy. You me, want to? I'm gonna go buy me some Trader Jose's or some Trader Mings. You know what? This is what you do. This is how you push back. I think they only right. had like five thousand signatures or something. So the, we have forty-five million just in California. Forty-five million Californians. I see a line of more than five thousand people outside the Trader Joe's near me every day. They're going to they're going to change their packaging and change their brand and their com- their company over five thousand little snowflake you know BLM Antifa people. But you're right. This is how you do it. You don't back down. Good for you, Traders. I hope. In fact, I hope they come up with something a, a new one. They've got Trader Mings. They've got Arabian there, Joes. There was Jose's. Trader Jose's. Oh, it was Trader. Was it Trader Joson? Yeah, because there, there was a Japanese one. <laughs> uh, maybe they need to come up with uh, an Indian one or some other ethnic. Keep at it, Trader Joes. Yeah, you keep going, Trader Joes, Trader Jose's. We love you. Sayonara. Adios. Bienvenidos. Trader Joes. We love you. Good night, everybody. See you all tomorrow. 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Yeah!